0: Content not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion advised.
1: Good evening, and welcome to tonight's episode of Cryptic Portal. I'm your host, Mike, and tonight we will be taking you through some true tales of terror. Tonight we are sharing with you four true, strange stories from everyday, ordinary people. We all think we have all the answers, but if you don't heed warnings, you may be destined to live a life like what happened in our first story from Reddit user Desperate View. It's simply called I am an idiot.
0: I am so stupid. It was only five rules. Five fucking rules. I should have listened but I'm a stubborn idiot. This happened a few weeks ago I was fresh out of law school thinking I knew everything. I had a decent job, I had found a nice house, I had good friends, and if you had asked me, I would have said I had it all. When I moved into my neighborhood, I was welcomed by a group of people who had a goodie basket and a lot to say. While it was a nice gesture, I was already irritated as the moving truck had taken a wrong turn and some of my stuff was gonna be late. Maybe that's why I didn't listen to their warnings. I wasn't paying attention when they said to read the card they left. That was literally on the bottom of the list of things that I needed to take care of. When the truck finally got to my house, I moved all of my stuff in and then decided to drink some of the wine my new neighbors had left for me in the goodie basket. While I was reaching for the wine, I knocked over the card they left. I figured because I was so passive earlier, I might as well read the goddamn thing. I wish I had listened to what they said here's what the card said hi welcome to our neighborhood we are so grateful to have you while we are happy you're here there are some rules you should follow number one there is a shed behind your house whatever you do do not open it number two the shed may make noise between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. do not look at the shed between those hours Number three, do not tear down the shed or cause any damage to the shed. Number four, do not mow the lawn within 10 feet of the shed. Number five, and finally, if you are unlucky enough to find yourself inside the shed, do not read what is written inside. If you follow these rules, you should enjoy your time here in our neighborhood. Have an amazing rest of your day. To be honest, I thought it was a load of bullshit. I wish I had believed them though. I thought they were trying to keep me out of the shed because they were keeping some of their own stuff in there, so I ignored it. Tearing down the shed had always been my plan. Later that night, around 3am, the shed started making noise, just like the card said that it would. While I managed to fall asleep through the ungodly noises coming from the shed it only added to my need to tear the thing down. The grass around it had not been mowed and it made it look messy. It also looked like it could fall apart at any moment. The next morning, when I woke up, I went to the hardware store to buy a pair of pliers so I could get the stupid lock off the shed and see what was inside. When I got back home, I saw my neighbor. I'm pretty sure he was in the welcome crew from the day before. I said hi, just to be polite, but he asked what I was doing with the pliers. I told him my plan and he looked... scared. It was a look I can't even describe. He told me to read the card. When I told him I did, he asked, Are you dumb? I laughed in his face and asked if he could honestly believe that stupid crap. God, I still can't believe what an immature asshole I was. He said, Hey, it's your funeral. You would think that that would be enough to stop me, but nope. I walked through all of that unruly grass, and I swear I felt something grab my leg. I brushed it off, thinking that just what the neighbor said was messing with my head. I cut off the lock, and I swear I felt a chill go down my spine. It was a feeling I had never felt before, it really unnerved me. I should have turned back, but I just opened the shed. I walked in, and nothing was in there. I honestly thought my neighbors were messing with me. I walked to the back and picked up a piece of paper. It said something in a foreign language, but not one I'd ever seen before. Weird things started happening after I opened the shed. All my neighbors avoided me like the plague. My luck was terrible. All my friends suddenly ghosted me. I lost my job for no reason. I broke my arm falling downstairs, which I swear someone pushed me. And to top it all off, I have to pay medical bills from four years ago. Because I no longer had a job during the day, I searched the internet in hopes that I would find someone to help me decode the message I found. When I finally found someone, I went to his office after making an appointment and showed him the letter. Before even looking at the letter fully, he kicked me out. I found more people only to have the same result. I finally found someone, but he didn't read the thing. He just made a sheet that would tell me how to translate it myself and sent me on my way. When I finally translated it all, I honestly wanted to die. Here's what it said. Wow, you've made it this far and you're still alive. It's pretty impressive. You should be proud. The only problem is by the time you're done with the letter. He will know exactly where you are. Now you're probably wondering who he is, but don't worry. You'll find out soon enough. You probably don't know this language, but if you happen to translate it and you read it to the end, just know the rest of your life will get worse. Have fun. From what I've gathered, you will be fine hearing this because you did not see the actual letter in the original language, but you finally see my problem. After reading this letter, my life went from bad to dog shit terrible. I keep on seeing this terrible thing everywhere I look. It looks eight feet tall, has a smile that spreads from ear to ear, and only shows up in the shadows. I swear that it's always watching me. I get these random bruises all the time. Sometimes the thing chokes me, but what it shows me is far worse. I can't even describe what it shows me, but it feels like it's slowly sucking the life out of me. I feel paranoid all the time and the thing seems to feed off of me. I can't even look at anyone. I just want it to be over. I don't even know why I'm writing this if I'm being honest. Maybe I want at least one person to know that I'm sorry for what I did, and I'm even more sorry for whatever it is I just unleashed on everyone.
1: Rules are there for a reason. You're on your own when you break them. Speaking of rules, our next story reminds you of simple rule of thumb you've known since childhood. It's called, Don't Take Rides from Strangers, by Reddit user Emma Rose. When I was about 15 or 16, I was a real party animal, always the next town over at my friends' places. Most of the time, I was able to stay at their place overnight and head home the next day but there were a few occasions where I found myself walking home. This walk was roughly two to three hours. If it was a nice night, I didn't mind it at all. It gave me a chance to sober up before I got home. No, my parents didn't know I was doing this. It was just me being a stupid teenager. At the time, there was a good 40-minute stretch that was pitch black with nothing but fields and forest on either side of the road. It has since been developed into a shopping center and homes. Every now and then a car would pull over asking if I needed a ride home. Most times I would say no thank you and go on my way with no issue. Two times cabs had offered me a ride home for a discounted price and they were both amazing people. They told me about their wives and kids and how I should really be careful walking alone at night. They dropped me at my house made sure I got in before driving away. One night, walking home on that stretch of dark road, minding my own business, a car pulled over in front of me. Not a big deal, this has happened before. As I was about to walk past the passenger side window, the window rolled down. A guy in his mid-thirties asked if I was alright. He was very clean, handsome, and his car looked brand new. He had a smile on his face and a weirdly friendly tone. Every hair on my body stood up. This seemingly normal guy was giving me one of the worst gut feelings I had ever gotten in my whole life. I backed up from the car as he spoke to me. Being polite, I told him I was alright and not too far away from my home, but thanked him for his concern. The smile never left his face, but it was wrong. Like it was being forced. He insisted that he could drive me home, and then said, There are some scary people in this world, and laughed. By this point, my body is screaming that I need to get away from this person. I faked a smile, thanking him again, saying goodbye and good night. I started walking away, pulling out my phone and pretending to call a friend. He sat in that spot for a little while before slowly creeping up beside me again still giving me that weird smile. Are you okay? Can't I drive you home? I lied, saying I'm just talking to my friend and that he was on his way, keeping my distance from the car. You can wait in the car with me, he said with a bit of an odd tone in his voice. Yet again, I declined his offer. My skin was crawling and I'm sure he could hear the nerves in my voice. I continued with my fake phone call, loudly saying, Oh, you're a few minutes away? Great, you'll see me." The driver's face went completely blank, his smile gone, not a single emotion in sight. He just looked forward and pulled up his window and started driving away. I waited till he was out of sight before running as far away from that road as I could. I made it home safe that night, although the rest of the walk I was completely on edge constantly looking over my shoulder and holding my phone up to my ear like I was talking to someone. Obviously I can't ever really know what his intentions were but if my gut was anything to go off of I truly feel like if I got in that car I would never go home again. Trust your gut and stay safe out there and please don't get in the car with strangers. Your eyes can play tricks on you but what happens when it's not a trick? Reddit user Stirrucks shared what happened to him in his story called The Boy on the Lake.
0: My family owns land in Mears, Michigan near Silver Lake Sand Dunes on the coast of Lake Michigan. My brother and I spent every summer up there as a child. It was a magical place to be as a kid. Every fall, my grandmother, who owned the land, would thoroughly close up the property and prepare it for wintertime. We would come up from Grand Rapids, where we lived, and spend the day there while she did her work. And then, in the late afternoon before heading home, we'd all go to Lake Michigan and hang out next to the historic Little Sable Point Lighthouse. This was a yearly tradition. 1995 was no exception. Graham ran through her checklist of closing up the cabin locking away camping materials, turning off the gas, etc. It was a tedious process. All the while, my brother and I were riding around on our power wheels without a care in the world. When Graham was finished with her work, she let my parents know and we all piled in the car and headed to Little Sable Point for a late picnic lunch before heading home for the incoming winter. That trip stands out for two reasons. The first was how foggy it was. I don't know if you ever stood in front of a large body of water when it's covered with fog, but it's eerie and an image that sticks with you forever. Because of the low visibility, my parents told my brother and I that we had to stay close to the lighthouse and not to wander too close to the lake. That wasn't a problem. Lake Michigan was cold. Even in the summer it was chilly, God forbid falling in that in late fall. So we ate our little picnic and took it easy. During our meal, the fog started to lift a bit and we all decided to take a little walk along the beach before heading home. This moment is still so vivid in my mind. My brother and I were far ahead of my grandpa and my parents, playing a little game of tag. I was chasing my brother when he suddenly comes to a halt and points out to the lake. He says, Is that a person? I look out in the direction he's pointing and sure enough far off on the lake is a person slowly walking on the water. Their head was down as if they were looking for something. The adults hadn't yet taken notice to what we had seen so we shouted back to tell them to look out at the lake. They turn their heads and then stop, clearly dumbfounded by what they're seeing. Now to clear up any obvious doubts. There is no way this person was out on a shallow spot. They were far out there. Growing up on the lake, I can tell you with certainty they were a good distance beyond the drop-off area where the lake plummets to a significant depth. Whatever this figure was, they were walking on the water as if it were solid ground. We all stood there in silence for a moment, watching as this thing looked around for something... It then got down on one knee, reached deep into the water, and then got back up and kept looking around while slowly walking. My dad shouted out to the person saying, Hey, do you need assistance or anything? I think he was kind of at a loss for words. The figure didn't respond or look back at us. It just continued slowly walking and looking down at the water, heading away from us and further out onto the lake. This really spooked my grandma. She took my mom's hand and said in an urgent voice, "Okay, it's time to go, waving her hand at me and my brother to come back to her. My brother and I didn't move. We were still fixated on the figure. My grandma then shouted in a tone I had never before or since heard from her. Boys, come along. We are leaving now. We ran to her and together we headed back to the car near the lighthouse. This image sticks with me and gives me chills even just writing about it now. But as we're walking away I remember looking back at the figure and it's now standing erect staring straight at us and I can see it's a boy, probably not more than a few years older than I was at the time. A boy standing far out in the emptiness of Lake Michigan with the backdrop of fog behind him. I don't remember the car ride home or what we even talked about It did come up in conversation over the years. My dad dismissed it as being a mirage even though the lake was empty aside from us that day. My mom had no idea and didn't have any interest in trying to make sense of it. My grandma, on the other hand, she refused to talk about it. The one time I brought it up to her was several years later when we were back boating on Lake Michigan. I asked her if she remembered the boy on the... But before I could even get the words out, she shushed me and said, let's talk about something else. It never came up again.
1: Our final story tonight is from Reddit user Fruitloop, who shares their experience of an odd workplace encounter in a story called Man Claims to Have Never Been Here Before But Knows a Fact About Me. When I was working at a spa as a massage therapist at a popular franchise I decided to cut back my hours as a therapist and move to the front answering the phones and booking appointments a few days a week. One night I was alone up front and there were some services going on but it was a very quiet night. A man came in, he was in his mid 40s to early 50s and asked if we had a brochure explaining the services we offered I asked him a couple friendly basic questions, like, have you ever been to this location or any other before, and he replied no. I gave him the brochure and he left. He came back a few minutes later and asked some more questions. He seemed really friendly, but mid-conversation my heart dropped into my lap, it felt like. He said, oh, I see they got you working up here now too, huh, implying he knew I worked in the back but he said he has never been here before, so how would he know that? We don't wear name tags or anything either. I leaned over and casually made sure I had access to the panic button in case I needed to press it. He was also weirdly playing with the pens. He would take them out, line them up, and then put them back in the cup. I thought that was very strange, and for the next couple of weeks, I asked my coworkers to wait for me in case I was being watched or followed. That completely freaked me out and to this day it still boggles my mind. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Cryptic Portal. Remember to like or follow us so you won't miss any of the new episodes we bring to you every Wednesday. We appreciate your support and ask that you please share and leave us a review. If you have a story you would like featured on an upcoming episode, you can submit to crypticportal at yahoo.com.
0: All images, narration, music, and production by Mike and Marvin. Copyright Cryptic Portal 2022.